This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Latrice Smith is a producer, director, writer, and theater maker from Philadelphia, PA. Currently, she works as an assistant producer at the Vineyard Theater in New York City. She attended the University of Scranton, where she received her BA in theater and strategic communication. David's staring at me, and I don't know why. Hey, it's not staring, it's gazing. Oh, David's gazing at me, and I don't know why. Lovingly. Okay. Well, I wanted to say... Was it was it last week or someone has said on the podcast recently, it's been in my head that being busy does not mean you're successful. Mm. I listened I think, to I that think... episode. It was. Oh, who was it? Then? Week. It was Alice's episode. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Alice. Yeah. She was talking about her, how she devil, devil wears Prada herself. Yes. And was like, wait, I don't want to be miserable. Yeah. I just want to be successful. Yeah. I am not miserable, but today's been a very busy day. Oh boy. Oh boy. We opened two virtual shows. Congratulations. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, we we had we had them all going on all of the laptops that we have available mm-hmm. in this apartment. <laughs> Gotta boost those analytics. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so we're just running around adjusting volumes and mm-hmm. kind of like being responsible for like several pots of water that are boiling, but they're like scattered around your apartment <laughs> rather than on one stove. Well, and it because I also <laughs> no because I also bought some AMC stock yesterday. Oh my god, David. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I I am somehow not at all surprised. Amazing! So I I spent a little bit of the beginning of the day watching that, and Megan was like, "Don't watch it. What do you do? That's what you do. But like, you don't watch your stocks. You just let it go. Otherwise, you you become a crazy person. <laughs> but it was so fun to watch. It kept going up and down and up and down. Yeah, and that's what makes people jump <laughs> off of bridges, and that's also what makes people all of a sudden buy cars. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Have you bought any stock? <laughs> I have not bought any stock. Um, <laughs> I think I was, by the time that I found out about it, it was just like way too late. Yeah. Um, and Robin Hood had already <laughs> pulled. Took all the fun ones away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think it's amazing that that Reddit has. <laughs> I just, I, I saw this infographic the other day. I guess it's not an infographic. It was a meme. Um, <laughs> excuse me. I've been on the way too long that I'm mixing up infographics and memes, but um, that was like before (laughs) Mondays in January or Wednesdays. Yeah, Yeah, it's wow. Yeah, because it was the what an insurrection, uh, an impeachment, yep, (laughs) and the stock market. And yeah, it's been an interesting month. Yeah, Um, it's only January, guys. It's only January. It's only January. I like that it's the fun ones, though, right? Like, (laughs) nobody wants to buy stock in games. (laughs) Nobody was, yeah, no, exactly. People do want to buy stock in GameStop. Nobody wants to buy stock in Apple BP. That's boring. People want to buy stock in Blockbuster. (laughs) (laughs) Screw Morgan Stanley. Stanley. <laughs> Give me bed, bath, and be on. Oh my god. <laughs> 
That's this is that's been the finance corner of this episode. Hi everyone, my name is David. And, and my name is Megan. Sorry, this, I blanked out. <laughs> you forgot your name? Yeah, I did. <laughs> my name is David, and this is my co-host, uh, Blackberry. Hello. And <laughs> this is Dress for the Podcast You Want. It's a podcast about success, and today's guest is Latrice Smith. Hi, Latrice. Hello. How are here you? she is. I'm so How glad are you? to be here. How are you? Besides glad to be here. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm as good as possible in uh <laughs> in the times that we're in in the in the simulation run by teenage <laughs> alien. I am doing I'm doing pretty well. And I'm happy to be here with the with the two of you uh on my Friday night. <laughs> I never considered that, that it could be a young alien running the simulation and that's what's happened. Yeah, that's that's fair. I, they need to get their big brother in there to beat this level because <laughs> things are going poorly. <laughs> I'm just still stuck on the fact that she's spending her, her Friday night with us, which yeah. <laughs> makes me happy. I we're, don't know how that makes other people we're feel. A, we're a peach. We're, we're a big old peach. So? Just a big old peach cake. Why wouldn't you want to? I, well... I don't know. <laughs> I- <laughs> the only other thing I'd be doing is like, I don't know, watching some YouTube video or like reading a play. So yeah, I would much rather be here giggling. <laughs> what are you watching these days? <laughs> oh my. I started on Netflix. I cannot remember the name of it for my life because I have not been watching anything. And then for like the past like three days, I've just binged. Um, But I, well, it's on the tip of my tongue. You can do it. There was a game show about this that I just saw in England. Because it's that thing when someone asks you something and you like obviously know five breakfast cereals, but you can't think of them when someone asks you. Yeah, yeah. And it's a game show where a big balloon is blowing up in front of you as you're asked these questions. And then if it hits the top, it pops and it's too. (laughs) teams competing against each other it's it's brilliant um i would be so bad at that i'm so terrible at on the spot um ah i remembered it pretend it's a city there we go wow oh cool i don't know this pretend it's a city Yes, um, it is a docu-series uh, directed by Martin, produced by Martin, Martin Scorsese about mm-hmm. um, New York humorist um, and writer, a New York humorist and writer. I, her name is escaping me right now, um, but it's really funny and it, it's... Um, <laughs> It's interesting. It's all about like the the comparisons between like New York in the seventies and like uh, this humorist coming here in the seventies and and New York today and her just her experience of New York uh, over the past like forty years. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you and I had a, I guess, a similar sort of journey when it comes to like watching stuff for a lot of this, this um, big shush, as That's we refer to it, <laughs> as we refer to it in the last it's episode. It's catching on, people. Um, I, um, I think my anxiety levels were at such a place and, and people like were naming this on, you know, like online and stuff that taking in new shows and stuff and new material is actually something that my, my body or my head couldn't do for, for a lot of months. Um, I needed to rely on the things that I had seen and that I knew really well because there was something about that predictability that was comforting. And only within like the last week or two have I finally like come to a place where I can like 
and you know, I need, I need to do it because of work, but, um, so there's like a special incentive for me to like be watching new material out there, but it's only like within the last like two weeks or so that I feel like that I could without having like my anxiety <laughs> rising through the roof. Well, it's funny cause I saw that in, in both of us, right? We're yeah. re binging community and blacklist and the office. They and took just, like, the office off of Netflix. It's the, I, yeah, you gotta go to Peacock now. I yep. know, man. I know. My God. Or just, or just sneak it off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> just, just sneak over and grab it. Gra- grab it. Just put it back. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> but I've watched like fifteen movies I had never seen before in January. Yeah, because I saw us doing that and was like, no. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna intake some new content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the most new stuff I could do was like the length of a like a video essay on like YouTube, but it has to be a funny one or <laughs> else I'll like have a meltdown. <laughs> Yeah, have you have my my crutch has been horror movies and i feel like it always i'm just like a weird human being that um <laughs> kind of i am always like how can i feel better about my life and the world a, a horror movie a horror yeah. movie is the perfect way <laughs> to um kind of like bring that back so i feel like i have totally felt that i have not had the attention span to like focus on anything uh, mm-hmm. new at all unless unless it's a horror movie and then also like i would say seven times out of ten horror movies are like bad and have a really bad uh <laughs> um uh, plot um and and they are there for for that catharsis which i think is really really nice right now specifically oh fair enough yeah is it is it kind of like a well, things are shitty right now, but it's not what I'm watching. Yeah. It's not like that. Yeah. <laughs> is that some of where the comfort comes from? I definitely think so, for sure. <laughs> and and that like, yeah, things could totally be worse. Like there could, you know, be a, a zombie under my bed coming to kill me <laughs> on top of the fact that there's like a pandemic and, you know, I like haven't seen my friends or and like people I love for a really long time. There could also be like a crazy murderer after me. So at That's least- my favorite. <laughs> horror movie somebody is, waiting outside my door with is, a pair of scissors there's <laughs> a zombie under my bed because <laughs> zombies are pretty like motivated and sort of keep on the move but the idea that one's just sort of under your bed like brains and you're like what it's like nothing yeah i'd be really like, really impressed with a zombie that has the dexterity to exactly. like, get under the bed <laughs> and stick on the stay <laughs> to, there. like be quiet for a bit oh my God. zombie murderer yeah that's that's my biggest fear is the zombie murderer under my bed because oh, really slowly but eventually he's gonna get me because i don't know he's there <laughs> well let's unpack that with this first question okay, great great which is latrice yes do you consider yourself a successful person um it's funny because when i got uh the, <laughs> um the email to be on this podcast i was like who me? What? What is this? Um, so I guess the answer to that question is I I don't consider myself an unsuccessful person. Um, Ooh, that may be a first. I yeah. Like that. Yes. But I I think that there um yeah, there there is is more success to be had. Um and I think that like just like with anything else, like success is relative and um sure we can define it in like (laughs) tangible ways within our society um and with tangible things but i also think um that that success is a movable concept so and it's something that like i think we can always strive for in 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 different aspects um that 
don't necessarily have to be what we traditionally in American culture think of as success, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. yeah. I hear that. I feel that. Absolutely. I, I th- There's a big part of, I think, the talk about success that is about something you, you sort of started to hit on was like not comparing. You know, there's there's we're all running our own race. We're all on our own path. You know, don't look in your neighbor's bowl, except to see if they have. Don't look at your eat. neighbor doing the, you know, the pyramid pose next to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you good at that? Are you, you you find yourself comparing yourself to others? Are you able to run your own race? Where are you with that? Hmm, I definitely feel like I I'm on my own journey with that. Um, for sure. I think I've gotten in the last few years and it's specifically, I think, since moving to New York, because I'm I'm a I'm pretty new here um, in in New York City. So um, I think having having to come here and it being such a big city and me meeting so many people and seeing so constantly hearing about p- different people's projects and constantly, um, you know, as a part of work, uh, engaging in other people's work. Um, I think I, I've kind of had to start to focus more on all right this is this is what i'm doing right now and um that that's okay if it's not exactly what i want to be working on or exactly where i want to be in comparison to someone else um i yeah i think i've i'm i'm coming to terms with the fact that like we all move at our own pace and i think i guess it's uh, what i'm also starting to realize is a lot of like comparison to other people is actually comparison to to yourself and to where you the perceptions that you have about yourself yeah because like I I think back to like you know 16 year old me and like what 16 year old me thought I would be doing now um and what I am doing and like would 16 year old me think that I'm cool and like that this is awesome or would would you know me five years ago think this is like really cool and really awesome and if the answer is yes then like there's no reason that I should feel inadequate it's it's because I'm I'm looking at myself uh with my the eyes of today and I feel like I'm not enough rather than like looking at how how far I've come what did Mm. what did 16 year old you think you'd be doing oh my god I I, dating a backstreet boy (laughs) (laughs) yeah like Oh my god. 16-year-old me like thought that I was going to be like some perfect version of myself and I have somehow <laughs> become more of a mess than I was at the age of 16, but like in <laughs> in <laughs> I don't know if that's true or fair. Everyone at 16 Man, is. But, you know what though, like the 16-year-old uh like outlook on like what 30 is and exactly. what that looks like. Oh man, I would feign to look back on like what 16 year old Megan Greener thought of like what 30 is. <laughs> if you've even got anything at 16, I, I think I genuinely was just like, I won't be in Kentucky anymore. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Also, I'll be dating a Backstreet Boy. <laughs> dating a Backstreet Boy? Yes. <laughs> okay. Lance. <laughs> is he one of them? Or is he, yeah. or is he an NSYNC? Uh, no, he's NSYNC. Ah, That's right. Sorry. Oh, man. Yeah, I probably, yeah. Oh, my God. I probably definitely, yeah, I totally thought I was going to be like, um, I'd have a gaggle of children by now. Like, <gasps> no. I, I definitely wanted to have, like, a lot of kids. 
<laughs> not a lot. I guess I wanted to have like four children and like be married at 22 and right. I <sighs> and but also have somehow have like 10 Oscars. I wrote that in my eighth grade yearbook. I wrote that I was going to win 10 Oscars by the time that I was I was 30 <laughs> years old. Um, yep. Has not happened, yep. but you know. <laughs> well, 16 year old, you doesn't even know that. <laughs> No, yeah. no, she doesn't. But I think she would think I'm I'm pretty cool and I think <laughs> I think I I have some more insight on like actual life now. So I don't Absolutely. Yeah. If you if you go back in time and talk to sixteen year old Latrice, you can be like, Oscars don't even exist anymore. <laughs> Nobody wants them. Kind of lame. How long? How long have you been in New York? I think two years now. Wow. Two years in um, June. Wow, and half of that has been in the big shush. (laughs) I know, which is why it feels like one. I was talking to my roommate. I was like, it feels like I've only I've only really been here for a year because. The, the one year is just spent looking at these four walls in this apartment. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm allowed to walk around again, I really just gotta like take a look around at the city for the first time again. <laughs> yeah. Because if you're living in New York and you can't go and do anything, it's just an expensive, crowded box. Yeah. Just like a big, big uh, canals of cement surrounding you. Yeah. <laughs> but surprisingly enough, I feel like I I've I've grown a greater appreciation. Um for the city during during this great shush um that i i really don't think i had in my in my first year and i think i i mean everyone that moves here will knows and tells you about the first year of being here just being completely awful and um just really struggling um but i feel like i have i've been lucky in um the fact that like right before everything happened i had moved into a new apartment um and and with some really like amazing great roommates um who i like a lot and like in a, in an awesome part of the city um i think a part that i really like um in in queens um so i i though i have been inside i think I've I've gotten to experience um, at least my little corner of of, of Ridgewood um, in a way that I don't think that I would have if if things weren't on pause. Like I don't think I would have been able to like have the the opportunity to during the summers like go out really early in the morning where no one was you know out and and just like have a walk and like experience what was in the neighborhood and I think I I I personally um didn't realize how much New York has to offer and I know that sounds so stupid to say because it's like New York City and people <laughs> like want spend their whole lives wanting to come here and it's yeah but it's got famous raised pizza <laughs> <laughs> it does, uh, and it has Penn the, Station and Times Square, and 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 the entire State Building where you can see the entire state from the top of it. Oh, uh, <laughs> that makes it, sense though. Like when when things are up and running, and people are literally running, there's there's no stopping and looking at the small yeah, stuff absolutely. at all. There's none, especially if you're somebody who is like who go, goes from one borough to the next between like work and home every single day. Like, and you're not staying within your borough that much it's it's uh yeah the it really would take like a big shush for you to 
start looking at things like that here. Well, and you mentioned your lovely roommates and that sort of bleeds into the next part of success is, is personal. So you've got roommates you like. Obviously, you haven't been able to see some folks in a while, but how are sort of like, how's your personal success with, with how you're dealing with other people right now? That's fine. All right. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. We got a little bit of lag, but that's going to be okay. <laughs> we'll just, we'll be very purposeful to wait. Yes. For Latrice's answers. Okay. I'm sorry I'm such a troublemaker. Oh, you little stinker. <laughs> Um, we're back. We lost. We lost uh, internet because a zombie ate Latrice's internet. Mission um, Control lost the spaceship oh, for, no. for a few minutes. But <laughs> um, you were telling us about you uh, have great roommates that you really enjoy. You have a great partner. Yes, for sure. Sorry for one second. I thought you guys went out, and I was like, "Oh my god, no, not again." Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think I'm still trying to figure out friendships and 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 things like that um and navigating uh friendships especially in pandemic times when everything is like intensified Mm -hmm. um i also think i like um i'm like trying to figure out like what it means to to be a good friend um Mm. and what it means to be like a good friend um long distance because I feel like I a lot of my friends for and I mean I think this is just like the way that it goes um but a lot of my friends um my close friends um were not were close friends because of this but like obviously proximity plays a role in in friendship and how often you're able to like see someone and I think how how the ease in a friendship um, or or a relationship. Um, and I feel like when you're separated, you have to put more of a conscious, conscious effort into um, maintaining a friendship and a relationship. And um, I think this year has totally tested that for me and like kind of caused me to like evaluate boundaries with friends and, and things like that. So I think I am working on, on personal success and, success in interpersonal relationships i think Um, that proximity thing is huge and true and if and when you figure it out please let me know because (laughs) yeah i mean you laugh megan but you're much better at it than i am i can't even like I, i i rely entirely on other people to keep tabs on me because uh, I what I'll do every every year I make a resolution that this is going to be the year that I wish everyone that I know a happy birthday on their birthday because I love birthdays I like make a big deal out of my birthday and I want to share that love with my friends and then inevitably I will miss one and I'll go whoop that's it <laughs> I just didn't wish a person that person a happy birthday so I can't wish any of the others a happy birthday because it'll look like uh, now I like somebody more or somebody less fuck me i i see what you're saying with like with at least like the birthday stuff but um i think as far as anybody initiating like a hello or like hey do you want to like you know in a safe way go uh, grab a cup of coffee or a tea and like walk around outside because that's what we could safely do right now i'm uh, rarely the one that has it in her to initiate something like that it's usually on the other person to do that with me and i don't know if it's like a shyness or a sensitivity type thing or or just like a fear of rejection. But I, I've really I've really noticed that about myself in, in more recent years where like 90, 90% of the time it will take somebody else to do that. Otherwise I'm <laughs> I'm really or else I end up being isolated. 
It's definitely, uh, yeah, it's definitely a difficult thing to navigate. And what I, I, it's something that I have been talking to my therapist about, um, cause it's something that I am like really insecure about. And I feel like people really put an effort into being my friend and like being a good friend to me. And I feel like a lot of the time I don't, I don't return that effort and it, it makes me feel guilty and bad. But like something that she said to me was that a lot of the time we're, we're all feeling this way and that and that they're we just we don't verbalize it and express it and then when someone does that friend who you're like oh I should text them I should like try and make plans with them and then when they text you to do that you feel bad but it's like you would never be mad at your one of your friends for doing something like that like obviously they have things going on in their life and you know that you're not the center of their lives and their thoughts um so if you're not going to be upset at them for for something like that then I'm glad your therapist said that because that's what I was going to say. Why don't we all just decide yeah. right now? It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's all do it. Okay, Megan? It's yes. okay. It's okay. It's okay. What am I saying? It's okay, too. You're saying it's okay. Well, okay. Okay. Okay, then. <laughs> How's you? Uh, well, then I guess you, it's okay. It's okay, then, I, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. You have a therapist. How's that? How long is it? Like, is this a New York relationship? Is this someone you knew before? How's that going? It's good. Um, it's a New York relationship. I started with her in November. Um, oh. oh, great. Yeah. So like fairly. Oh, well, I guess no. After uh, maybe like September. I don't know. The months have like run together. <laughs> um, but sometime in the last few months. Um, and I'm really enjoying her. I'm really um, I'm really liking her. I think in this year of like immense stress um and like in a year of like not wanting to burden other people with your stress because you know that they're going through stress as well it's nice to have a person that i pay to burden <laughs> yeah. My stress. yeah you're not allowed to judge me you take my money <laughs> exactly uh yeah it is. she's really great and i i really you know I recommend for everyone to go and see a therapist if you can, if you have the the ability. I know they're expensive and like hard, really hard to find. It took me like months to even like get an appointment, especially obviously in this year. (laughs) But it took me like I started the process maybe like May. Um, I oh, wasn't wow. able to May or June. Yeah, I, I would I would have assumed it would have been easier in the 
quarantine because like i haven't been to see my therapist in person since march so I, I i i would have assumed with everything being digital that it would be easier but you found it you found it pretty difficult to find someone still or was it like finding the right match or just like finding someone in general or yeah finding um someone in general who had like the appointment space just because wow. of everyone being at home <laughs> So many more people were were trying to find therapists, so not a lot of people yeah. had, uh, yeah, availability to. <laughs> not a whole lot of free slots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was it was it was a little bit of a daunting task, but I I eventually like found her, and she's she's really fantastic. She like was a theater person. Um, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that is neat. yeah, yeah. So you know. It's it's nice. We we like relate on that level, and um, I've been like doing therapy since I was about sixteen. So I I have I I I'm I'm a veteran. I would say, um, and I, she is one of the better better therapists that I've had. So yeah, well, Megan. Since all the therapists are busy, if you want to just put like twenty bucks under my pillow, you can you can tell me all your problems. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I actually like I I am an absolute believer in therapy and stuff i've never had a therapist but not out of having a bias against it i oh, just sure. i never thought that i could afford it to to tell you the truth and i always let that stop me and if anything the the idea of therapists now being busier more than ever with only only 24 hours within a day is is now the new thing that like holds oh, me no, up from going on the search no. even though even though i really should just like eat my own shit and just like <laughs> Just go fucking do it. That's what a therapist is going to tell you as well, to eat your own shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah. Some of those might be out there. Well, and it's daunting, like, especially the beginning, this, like, you know, I've probably told this story before, but, like, when I was in college and going to therapy, I I had the same therapist for the first two years, and that therapist left to do their own practice, and I didn't go back until I was an adult and moved to New York and had been here for a couple years, because I just didn't want to start over with anybody was it just like the fear of finding like there's never going to be a match like that again no 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 it was really genuinely just like i've already told all these stories Uh, i've already like told someone all this i've already eaten all this shit yeah i don't want to eat this shit sure sure that's totally the the scariest part of of starting with a new therapist it's like oh god now this anxiety of telling them all all of the things that i've already (laughs) i did this already uh It's like, like any relationship. It's like you 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 start to compare. You've got to do new things. It's 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 tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Definitely, it's it's an interesting dynamic to to navigate. Uh, for sure. And I feel like I yeah, just like with any relationship, you're you're building trust and you're building those things. And I feel like I have expedited that process uh, <laughs> in this last year just with. The amount of things that have been going on in the in the world. Boy, oh boy. You're like, all right, listen, Stacy, here's what's up. <laughs> I wrote out in bullet points. <laughs> I've actually just compiled several TikToks to to show you how I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> that tells you anything. Are you on TikTok? Great. Here. Here, watch these. This this is me. This is a, this is a hashtag mood. <laughs> Um, and in the vein of excellent segues again, I think this, we may have even touched on some of it. How's your interpersonal, how's, 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 uh, Latrice's relationship to Latrice? Things are on the up and up 
and that front, um, I would say, I would say I can, I can strongly say that I feel like I am successfully moving towards a better and healthier relationship with myself. I, (laughs) um, I've like recently been doing some Pilates Mm. and, um, I've been I've been dabbling in in tarot card reading. Oh, um, love it! Yeah, and it's been really it's like just been really like fun and interesting, and I I'm like trying to to find my interests and and things within myself that I I didn't think that I would ever be interested in or that I didn't think that I would have time for or that just like um didn't feel like a a worthwhile venture like I think for a while um I felt very much like if if it wasn't feeding into the career goals that I had and and my success in in that way that I that I was sort of failing and that it was not a worthwhile venture and I and I I think that really like and I think I'm still dealing with some of the re- residual of it but like burnt me out mm-hmm. so I'm trying to to find find joy in in the small things like getting up every day and like having my cup of coffee and then like putting on like a 10 minute Pilates video and like being like, oh, wow, my hips really hurt. I <laughs> yep. sat down for like 16 hours. I should maybe like, you know, move my body. What? Where Where are you from originally? Pennsylvania? I'm from Philly. You're from Philly. Where? Um, yeah, from Philly. Because you went to the University of Scranton. Yes, indeed, I did. That's where the office is. It sure is. <laughs> indeed, it is. That's, Why did they wow, take it off of Netflix? <laughs> That's where the office I'm, is. Do people just run up to you and scream the office theme? <laughs> um, they have before, actually, like while wearing like a University of Scranton t shirt. Not like a complete stranger. I was like at. Um, I was like at a, a friend's like family event during the summer. Um, and then someone like came, her uncle came up to me and was like, "Hey, like Donna, the office, right? Like, is that like a merch shirt or something?" And I'm like, no. is it, "That's made up, <laughs> no, no, right? No, it's real. <laughs> no, that's a that's a real place. I got a degree from there. <laughs> oh my god, it's a very real place. Um, well, in this, I don't, I don't know." how to ask this question so i'm just gonna ask it and see if i ask it right okay um because i'm curious about for anyone listening who doesn't know uh latrice is a black woman um and i'm curious about you've been in new york for (laughs) a year or two depending on who you ask and how you measure it um (laughs) and you were in philly before and i'm just curious about like you know obviously when we talk about all the stuff that's going on when we talk about the big shush and we talk about like you know the civil rights movement that's happening in our country right now i'm just sort of curious about like mm-hmm. how's being in F- new york different to how it was being in philly or like i don't know i'm just sort of curious about how being in new york right now as a black woman is impacting your view on success for good or for bad yeah that's a really good question wow i don't even know if i've like thought about that before david um i don't i mean i don't know i think i feel like uh the this is gonna sound really and i've already said i'm reading i'm starting to read tarot cards 
guys, stay with me here. I'm not. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm all in. Change it, but like, I love it. I'm all in. Good. I'm glad. Okay. Um, the there's there's and it's obvious there's just like a very different vibe to the the two cities. And I actually I was like lucky enough over the summer to to go back um to Philly for for a little bit, and I was able to go um to a protest or two while I was there. Uh, so from my time when I was there before, Philly just feels like it's 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 gritty. Um, and and I in a way that I don't think in a in a way that I think New York thinks it's gritty. And I don't, I, and I, I feel like I was much more um, kind of like, even though like I grew up there, so I have, you know, a different connection and, but I feel like I was much more, trying to at least in in the scene that I'm in in the in the the, the arts and theater it it kind of felt and I there's definitely theater in New York that that feels this way and there's definitely spaces in New York that feel this way and I think I'm I'm starting to discover them but that's the thing I think in Philly the like gritty scene is a little bit more apparent in like what you're thrown into at first or at least that's my experience mm. in that and you also like asked like how how the move and the I think this is what you were asking me um how how that has like and the 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 differences in the city have how they have affected like my view on success um mm-hmm. and I think in Philly it feels like a lot of the time especially because I'm from there people, like I spent a lot of time trying to get out and like running away from. And this goes back to like my own self growth and like how success within my my own life and like my personal psyche and interpersonal relationship, but kind of just like running, running away from the things that I think now I'm trying to face in this year in, in New York City. And I think that I think that that's why New York is really hard for a lot of people when when they first come here, because you have to face a lot of the, the things that you you have been been running from if that makes mm-hmm. sense whether that be a lot of the times it, it's things within yourself but sometimes it is like outside forces <laughs> and like outside things that i like you know like when i was in philly and like living with my parents i was like not folk i had i would like really wasn't focusing on <laughs> paying my student loans or like whatever but now <laughs> like like that's a thing that like I cannot run from anymore. <laughs> and uh so yeah, I think I think um I I I've turned more inward to find success rather than like external factors and like kind of how I think I said it at the beginning how I I I I appreciate the 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 tangible achievements that are, you know, viewed as success in society. I appreciate, you know, having having the job that I do, you know, that's a really in the in the eyes of society like that that's it's considered success. Um yeah. and I'm yeah. I'm I'm grateful and lucky and I am thankful for for that sense of success, but I think um as far as like for myself that that isn't that isn't total fulfillment um Mm. so i think for me moving here has like helped to turn success i mean i think this this summer as well has helped to to for me to focus on success in a way that's that's 
inward, I guess. Mm. That was a really long-winded way for me to say all that. <laughs> that was great, though. I, I loved it. Got you. Got, <laughs> is I like that. You know, when I, like you said, first moved to New York, everybody goes through it. You're you're struggling, and you're you know making your way and sometimes you're doing it on purpose right you like i I think there's this expectation in new york that you're going to come and you're going to suffer especially as an artist Mm -hmm. i'm going to go to new york i'm going to suffer i'm going to be poor i'm going to live in a shoebox i'm going to eat dollar pizza and like that's going to be the way it's going to be and when i was first coming up against that and was like i don't know if i want to be in new york anymore i had to have that, that, that very real conversation with myself that ended with i could either run away from new york or I could run towards something else. And that was something that you you mentioned that I, I definitely related with of like, there's this there's this idea about like what I'm running away from, what I'm running toward. Yeah. Whether that's dollar pizza or a zombie under my bed, either way. <laughs> yeah, I like that that juxtaposition of like, New York is definitely a city where it, it culturally, whether you're in it or you like came to the city or you've never been there before, but it definitely is a pinnacle of like what people call success. Whether oh, like yeah. you're in the arts or you're in finance, it's like that is the place you go to in order to conquer and hopefully be successful. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. And like there are clear like images or expectations that are very prevalent there that people always think of when I think of New York. But I like that juxtaposition of it actually being the place where while those are very present, those things, those standards are like the things that many people have done that are considered successful, that it's it's really a place that you go to where you define that for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So we're near the end of our time. So I'm going to say thank you to everyone for listening. This has been Dress for the Podcast You Want. It's a podcast about success. I've been David. And I, I have been Megan up to this <laughs> and point. And our guest has been Latrice Smith. <laughs> Latrice, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. It's been so fun to talk to you both. It's yeah, been a blast. This is great. Latrice is such a positive person. Yes, you I know. That? Yes. Ugh. So God, positive. She really is a walking gift. I want my. T- I want you to read my tarot cards after this. Absolutely. <laughs> One day, let me get. Let me get a little bit better first. I <laughs> no. I want. <laughs> no, I want your amateur tarot reading. <laughs> You're like you will die in seven days. No, I promise you won't. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is the two of spoons, so you're gonna find two spoons. <laughs> Maybe more in your kitchen. <laughs> uh, but thanks for listening. You can find out more about this podcast. We want to thank Dimly Wit and Background Joys for hosting and sponsoring us. Uh, you can find out more about Dress for the Podcast you want on backgroundjoys.com, where you can find other podcasts like Learn a Little and Smut and Sensibility and new podcasts coming soon, lots of new information. So thank you. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash backgroundjoys, where you can support Megan and myself. Megan's got to start making that therapy money. So I mean, get, I'm hearing great things about it so (laughs) y'all i need help (laughs) and latrice tell us about your advice for success um sure yeah um i would say my advice for success is to take it one day at a time and like focus on looking inward and focus on on those parts of you that feel uncomfortable and and the things that make you uncomfortable and 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 lean lean into them and and really find out who you are because no one can define success for you but but you yeah that's so Mm. that's so right on that's so important i love that i'm so glad you said that yeah again i've been so busy today and it's so easy to be like am i successful now and it really is about looking in and going all right let me actually see how i'm feeling if i really do feel successful so Mm -hmm. i'm glad that i feel like we i feel like all three of us were able to have some 
fairly like in internal time during this podcast. Yeah, just like little mini internal aha moments. Which is nice. <laughs> so maybe after you figure out your tarot cardiness, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe it's maybe you got to be a medium or like a somebody who lets people go on their own inward journeys kind of person. Okay. My I may my next career path may be exercising theater ghosts. <gasps> yes, what? we're gonna need it. They've all been so bored. <laughs> oh my god, I know. Whoa, wow, I haven't even thought of that, Dave. Wow. Do you think all the ghost lights are still on? We, we like come back to the theaters and we found out that they've like completely redecorated because they didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> oh my gosh. They've like they've like rearranged everything and feng shui it. Go support the arts. Help your theater ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> 